bringing you cutting-edge insights from the world of technology. Join us to hear thought leaders explore the ever-evolving world of technology and telecoms to keep your industry knowledge up to the minute. You are listening to The Spearline Podcast. Hello and welcome as always to another episode of The Spearline Podcast. In the previous episode, we spoke to technical solutions architect Ola Badak and service reliability engineer Patrick Lynch about their roles in the company and found out why you should be developing solutions with customers in mind. If you haven't checked out the episode already, be sure to do so on the Spearline website or on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout, and more. This week, we're speaking with software engineer Brian Mullins. He's going to take us to the next step and talk a little bit about a trend everyone's been mentioning, artificial intelligence. Hi, Brian. You're very welcome to the show. Could you give our listeners a bit of a rundown about you and your role here at Spearline? Hi, Josh. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, So... I started in Spearline four and a half years ago. Uh, I was a junior software engineer at the time. And okay. um, yeah, when we started, there's only four of us on the development team. And we've grown into, I think, uh, I think we have a team of 13. Wow. 14, okay. Probably even more. Like, yeah, you know, constantly expanding. I just yeah. off, off the top of my head, like, you know, it's a, yeah, it's great to see a big team. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like. So if four and a half years you're nearly you're nearly at the five year mark with your one, one month off so yeah, when, when, yeah. Did, when did you start uh i started in june 2015 oh, okay. um yeah so yeah it'll be five years next june oh, and okay. uh yeah look, looking forward to that yeah <laughs> have a nice little holiday for yourself yeah um so how, how'd you fall into the role so i, I actually uh studied electronic engineering in uh cit uh-huh. and um so that that actually was where I started programming first. Like you know, I actually didn't do any prior to college. Yeah. So I I started basic with um you know uh C C plus uh, plus Visual Studio um yeah and then once I graduated uh, I was I was actually very keen on the software side of things yeah. um like the that course was very mixed between hardware and software like you know but okay. I was I was more leaning towards the software side. Uh after after I graduated I uh I was working with uh Apple as a test engineer in the wow, okay. the Holly Hill manufacturing site. I know the one yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. they actually I was working on the the iMac Oh, okay. Time, like you know, so I was I was running test software to make sure that all the hardware is working, that mm-hmm. you know, like the like the display is okay, and just making sure that it goes through the the manufacturing process um, smoothly as sm- possible, smoothly possible, and shipped to the customer. Very good. So, wow. Okay. And then so and then you joined Spearline then in twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, in twenty fifteen, I joined Spearline as a junior software engineer, uh, and and it's um. Joe you know, is it was great because uh, it's it's I'm actually from Skipperine here like you oh, know, where the headquarters wow. are like so yeah. uh, it's good to come home and find a job uh, in the area of software yeah. like you know because usually people will have to go to like you know Dublin, Dublin Cork really. or travel for ages. Tra- yeah yeah, yeah like like yeah the commute in those cities are crazy now like I I walk ten minutes to work France you know, no, you know, no like, at all it's, it's, it's grand like. yeah nothing, nothing <laughs> these home sweet home anyway. I know yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know. And uh, software engineer seems like a fairly big role, judging from what our previous guests had to say. We had um, Patrick Lynch on the last episode. And yeah. uh, could you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so uh, so every day is kind of could be different. Like, you know, we, we, we have our set projects that we have to develop. 
Okay. But like I could come in like and there could be issues with you know our current systems, uh, bugs that needs to be fixed. So anything I'm facing new, like you know. Uh-huh. Uh But we do research new technologies as well. See what's you know, uh, currently in trend. Like what what people are using, what people are not using. Right. Um, liaison with different teams. Um. Yeah, and and just developing new product like you yeah. know for Spearline, you know for our customers like so a fairly creative role. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, you're starting off with uh, a blank canvas and you're building something from scratch that um, you know people are using around the world. Like and yeah. you get a sense of satisfaction from that. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? I, I, I'd say it must be very satisfying. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I know from the market, you were saying about trends. Like marketing, we're kind of the same as well. We're trying to keep on top of trends. Like it, yeah. it's on a hashtag level and stuff like that. But it, like what you guys yeah. are doing is something else entirely. Um, so that's brilliant. Um, so we recently spoke to service reliability manager Patrick Lynch about his role. And he spoke about the different languages of code he had to work with. Could you expand a little bit more about that with your role? Okay, so uh, yeah, like we follow um, a software development lifecycle, and I think Pat actually brought it up. So like, uh, it's called the the pipeline. I yeah, th- I think the he pipeline. Mentioned that, yeah, he uh, mentioned, yeah. He mentioned it. Yeah. So like, this is just like um, it's just like an automation for deployment of our software. Okay. okay? But it follows our software development cycle. So like. It's broken up into different stages. Okay, so like the first stage would be the the research and analysis on a on an idea, like you know, so that in that case it took uh, it might take some time, like you know, because if it's anything new, we have to research it and yeah. see if it's viable, you know, with our current system. Yeah, 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 and 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 um, but like not not only from a development point of view, but from a company a company perspective. Like, is it worthwhile doing for the company? Like, well, you know, okay. like, because like, we're going to spend, like, say, hundreds of hours developing this, but if it's... If it's not, too time-consuming or anything, Like, yeah, if it's like, not beneficial for the company or for customers, then... It's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? And that's just the, the first uh, the first step then, like, do you know? And then we, like, say, if we research it and we think, like, look, this is something we have to go ahead, like, then we go off and design uh, a technical uh, solution. Mm-hmm. Did you know we, we actually drafted up like and uh, you know get all the technologies we need down on paper? Yeah. What, what, Wireframing, isn't it? I think that's well, well, that's just for a front end, but there could okay, be some yeah. like back end kind of infrastructure that we need to update, like or uh, it could be anything really. Yeah. Like you know, like it depends on the the project. Like you know, yeah. and once we're happy with the design, you know, of the project, then we actually go into our development. So we'll actually, uh, like, we'll have a set team for that project. Um, and uh, they'll go off, they'll develop it, they'll test it themselves. And then once they have ev- the, the product, this could go on for, you know, months or, you know, it depends on how how big the project is. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know? And then once once they're done with that, like, then uh, we go into, the uh, like, our QA testing. Yep. So that's our quality assurance, like, team there. They'll have software that actually acts like the user on our, say, our platform there. Okay. And they run, like, uh, like loads of automated tests. So, like, you know, like, when you log in, log out, they test all those functionalities. If you put in your wrong password, what happens? And we get, re- like, they get a report back of... You know well what failed, what passed, and we're making sure that everything is not, uh, you know, you know, failing running like, smoothly you know. and everything. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So the QA are kind of like step inside the customer's shoes and stuff. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we we need this process and we need to test our products thoroughly for 
Yeah. To ensure they give the good customer experience. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And once and once it passes QA, then it, it then it goes into release okay. to the customer. Like um, it probably like it could be like a beta testing or it could be just like a just a release. Like do you know? Yeah. But like it's it's good that we have the QA team there there because like the next phase will be kind of maintaining that system or like if we have to do new updates or anything that come in like you know like say we release this but you know like it comes back to customer feedback you know like they're like oh well it does what it does but it could be better like you know if you did this way so we take all those ideas from the customer yeah you know and then pull it back through the system you know of our cycle like you know and uh yeah so it's it's very customer driven yeah you know which is what's uh, important that you want to be sure it is like because we are we do listen to our customers and what they want like you know so um and we want to provide them with the best experience as possible yeah yeah yeah, brilliant and uh so very what what would be some of the key advantages of working as a software engineer Uh, as i mentioned before um you know the satisfaction of building something that people use yeah i i I, I personally get a, a good um I don't know, feeling from that, like, you know, and, um, you know, being creative with new yeah. ideas, like, you know, like, we're such a close team that every, everyone can throw in ideas and, you know, we, we, we um, suss them out, like, and mm-hmm. see, like, you know, what's doable, what's not, like, you know. Um, everyone gets a bit of an input, like, and, and an stuff. Input, yeah, 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 because yeah. it's, it's more of a team effort. And I think Pat said that, like, we all, we're, like, development team there, we're co- quite close and, yeah. And we, we talk a lot, like, you know, and, uh, your friends more than teammates. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, like, you know, like, it's, it's great when we get new developers in because they have different experiences with different technologies. And then when they bring them in, like, they could, you know, teach new, you know, the the team already, like, yeah. you know, new and you stuff, could teach like, them new skills yeah, yeah, as well, yeah, like yeah, that, you know. You so, know. like, you're like, that's another benefit, like, you're always upskilling and like, uh, re- like researching new topics, yeah. um, learning new technologies. It, it's, stuff, it's like yeah. every day is a challenge. Oh, great, you, you yeah, know, like, yeah. uh, and it's good to have that, like, you know, and then you get a sense of satisfaction when yeah. you, com- you know, keeps you things know, fresh and exciting, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's. Yeah. It's certainly keeping me busy. And yeah. <laughs> also, I'm um, I'm actually going back to college. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's something I always wanted to do. I'm actually I'm going back to my my masters. Oh wow. And uh, I'm actually doing an AI. AI. Uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah. And Spearline actually gave me the opportunity. They, you know, they asked me if I wanted to do a masters like in artificial intelligence and and how it came about really was um was it last year where or maybe maybe 18 months ago we had a conversation in the team like about you know we have all this data you know what what, what can we do with it you know like and can we use ai to um do something and i carried out a few experiments I saw the need and Spearline saw the need that we, we need the expertise in this like and uh, yeah they, they they asked me if I wanted to do it and I took the opportunity fantastic and like the course is being looked after by Spearline so yeah like, yeah so they're, they're actually uh, backing me you know they invested in me like you know so they're, they're paying for the, the course and they're actually giving me the time during the week to focus on it as well like okay. so like as you can tell like you know like it's a big area like they 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 want to go into it and see what we can do with it like you know um so yeah you're it's it's helpful that they're giving you such a balance like yeah 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 giving you the space yeah yeah so like um yeah i spend like you know a couple hours every day focused on it like 
Um, it's it's actually delivered by a couple of bodies uh, in Ireland, like you know. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm doing it with University of Limerick. Oh, okay. okay, you will, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they're delivering it, but there's also um, kind of like a national body called iCheck. So they're the Irish Centre for High End Computing. Okay. Wow. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and their goal is they're they're trying to. Um, you know, drive innovation, uh, like, well, upskill uh, workers in Ireland and trying to be a leader in AI in Europe and, and in the world. Like, it's a really, big step it's going to take. Like, uh, so, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. So, um, so th- they have, like, you know, these are the guys that are the experts in AI yeah. here. Like, they, and we're getting trained uh, by them. Like, you know, these are guys who are doing PhDs in, you know, computer, you know, data science and you know, AI and you know, uh-huh. all these different things. They're, you know, so like you're getting the expertise there, like, you know, and they did, it's all delivered online. It's actually pretty cool there. We had an orientation day yeah, and they brought uh, um, this guy from iCheck Um He's he's uh, he's kind of running one a few of the modules like you know that we're having, and he actually showed us one of the supercomputers that they uh, oh yeah they 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 um they kind of use for AI yeah and deep learning, and uh, it was it was called you can actually see it on their website it's called a K supercomputer, and it's uh <laughs> like some machine like you know if yeah. you if you're and IT, if you know anything about computers or anything, if you saw the spec for this machine, geek like, out. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, I think it's something like three hundred thirty six nodes of computers just linked up together, like you know, oh, and then massive God. storage, huge RAM, like you know, um, and it 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 uses um, GP GPUs, which are general purpose graphical processing units. Okay, I've never heard of that now. So yeah. it's actually big in gaming and stuff like that. Like, okay. Um, so it why why you use it is because uh, it's for um, multi-threading and parallelization. Like you know, so like you know, uh, you can have you know hundred things run at the same time, and they'll finish you know at the same time as one would on its oh. own. Like you know, so it's kind of to spread out the load and stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. which is. Which is a big thing when you're when you think about like there's so much data coming in. Like, you don't you want know, it to crash yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know like so like that? Yeah, they're they're kind of like the key aspects. And another interesting topic was like, do you know, the AI has been around since the fifties, I think. Yeah, it is around. Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's it's actually interesting. Uh, they had these things called AI winters and summers. Okay. Yeah. So what's I don't uh, know, you, uh, what's what's so, this now? So like? basically, like in in the fifties, like it was like uh, a big buzzword, like you know AI, like you know it's it's uh, this new the thing, next like, step, yeah, the future, yeah. and but, stuff. Yeah. But the problem back then was that they didn't have the technology or the data to actually carry out, and even the hardware, like yeah. So it was just an idea, because, like yeah. yeah, yeah. And then and then like they called it a summer because it was like. The, starts up yeah, like, yeah yeah and then the then it went into winter up to the the AI winter is like when it was like no one had an interest in it you just left it and then back then in the 70s it kind of came into the summer again where it's buzz but I think it was, it was similar enough like that Joe like you need massive amount of storage and you know you need massive processing units and stuff like that like mm-hmm. it just wasn't there Oh, you know? okay. So and like, then and then it died again, and now it's you know 
it's quite a hot topic again yeah. now the last year or two you know recent years like anyway which as you were saying all those different companies and different uh, uh, yeah, industries and, and, actually, and stuff that the, wanted the, like, implement the course yeah. I'm doing is actually quite new it's only the second year this is run oh but there we go so you like know? yeah so you're probably and the start of the summer so really you know, yeah yeah <laughs> so um, but they reckon that we might be hitting another winter really yeah. oh why, why is that so it's actually more for uh, ethical reasons okay as you, as you can imagine like they're you know um, GDPR and stuff I'm assuming well, well yeah. that, that's one thing yeah. like you know but like it depends on how people use AI technology like you know is it for you know the better of the world you can yeah. say like or to make know. things redundant in yeah, the workplace yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. yeah I suppose that is a probably a question know. that would be asked oh that that I, I can say that I can see that being you a know, bit of an issue. Yeah, well, they really focus on um, they really focus on the ethics, the risks, and uh, the governance of AI. Like, yeah. So I, I'm actually looking forward to that. Like, because they went on about Tesla. Okay. okay. Like, you know, self-driving cars. Like, you know, um, you know, at the end of the day, the you know the the AI model. We'll have to make a decision, like, you know, yeah. like, yeah, would you trust you know, yeah, the NAI to yeah, you know, decision like, in a you car? Know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, actually, a friend of mine actually used a, he went over to Berlin and uh-huh. he actually rented out a Tesla self driven car and, and was using it around, uh, uh, you know, he drove around Europe actually with it, like, you know, yeah. and uh, he had videos of him just sitting down there and it was changing lanes automatically. Uh, it, like that's just the advancement like you know like it it uses all cameras and stuff like that like so it's it's yeah. kind of judging its environment like and learning like you know um what what's happening around it like yeah. you know it's but, not really uh, taking it's risks actually, yeah it's pretty cool to see like yeah. you know um like another another aspect that we were talking about was um do you know like I don't know what can I say well company but it's uh, <laughs> uh a thing called uh, TAI Oh, what's that now? So, so, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So it's kind of like this kind of psychology with people, right? Right. It's the, there's a study that said like people, uh, doesn't matter what kind of interaction they have, whether it's human or machine. Okay. Okay. Did you get me? So like, you just think about it. Alexa. Yeah. It's a, it's a home assistant, but, what what TAI was was an AI bot that had its own Twitter account and everything and it was Oh I remember this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was learning from people that fed it information, like you know, so you yeah. can ask it a question, it'll give you something back. But it was a pure marketing disaster and it was dropped after sixteen hours because uh people were Let's it say was, telling it, it the wrong things. Yeah, to, it was it was giving unethical so, stuff. So, yeah, yeah, unethical yeah. stuff like and um, yeah, it it was uh, yeah is is a, it's a bit of a disaster anyway. Disaster, yeah, 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 but like well, we can that, learn that just, from that. Yeah, 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 and that's that's it. Like so, so like that was only that was being fed information and was only learning from that. Like you know, exactly, so yeah, it was yeah. only 
you know, if you put garbage in, you're gonna get garbage, garbage out. out. Like, yeah, it's kind of know? it's 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 a bit of common sense, really. More anything else, like yeah. like I mean, like what do you expect, really? If you're gonna be giving something good, things as you're expecting to get something good back. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that but that's the thing. Even even if it was a disaster, we could like yeah, also, and we can learn we can it. Learn, like, we can learn it from ourselves. Like, like it's it's still quite new, like you know. So yeah. like um like an, uh, like another interesting topic that we had with the lecture was like. Could you teach, or could you, yeah, teach an AI model common sense? Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's a bit broad, like. Yeah. Well, and and like my like, I think his view was like, why can't you? Do you know? Yeah. And he was, but the thing with it, and I agree with him, is is like, what what is common sense? Everyone in the world has different views on it's different things, like yeah. so, like, yeah, yeah you, you, like it, it it's down to what common sense is yeah. and it has to be defined like you know and we could be sitting so, here like, all day debating yeah, about, that, about like, that yeah like, you know yeah. which which is an interesting topic too, yeah like, it doesn't know, make like, it right or wrong it just like there's it's so like you're saying it's so broad yeah because like like at the end of the day you have to make a decision the machine is going to make a decision based on what it's yeah. job being taught like these are the rules like it's only a probability kind of thing like the machine is it well the right the, there's always that? bias yeah. Okay. There has to be like you know because yeah. if it's done down to two decisions, it has to make one. Yeah. It's 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 like you you have to make it like that like you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. You're 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 saying about the course and stuff. Um, what what we were saying was uh that like you're learning the ins and outs of AI. Yeah. And. <laughs> Like you have to create it from scratch, essentially. So well, we're we're um, so like yeah. As I said, I just started in September, and what we covered so far is just kind of like an introduction to you know scientific computing. Uh-huh. And like if you think about, as I said, there's like eight of us in the course, and we're all coming from different backgrounds. Yeah, it's it's just trying to get people up to the same level, like you know, and get like the basic concepts. The so like. We covered three mathematical principles of machine learning, deep learning, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, that's calculus, um, linear algebra, and probability, okay. you know. So, if you, you know, you need to know these, like, you know, if you're going to, you know, go deeper into, like, it, was in, into, into, into yeah. deep learning and stuff yeah. like that, like, you know, it's... Um, so we we actually had to learn the they actually use Python as well like as their main program oh, language for this so like you know it's great that I you trained already I, here yeah yeah you know, well I actually yeah. did in Apple as well like so oh, okay, I actually yeah. know like Python quite well like you yeah. know but it's it's just it makes my life easier you know yeah. like, but like um it's it's great because I I am actually very you know uh, comfortable using Python like yeah. and it's good that we we're 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 kind of doing basic problems that you know uh, you have to carry out these functions and writing code to solve these mathematical problems. Like okay. Um, next module, I actually go in um learn like an introduction into the deep learning frameworks. So um, we we'd be looking at different machine learning techniques. Um, and we'd be looking into the the actual framework. So like there's TensorFlow, PyTorch. And there's a few others that we're going to cover, like, you know, and like, like some of the applications, like for deep learning would be like, you know, um, image, uh, processing or classification, like it could be signal processing. It could be, I don't know, like, well, what I'd be interested in is going down the audio side, you know, like down the telecoms, like that, that'd be something 
I I'd be looking into it because, you know, actually the next year I'll have to do a dissertation, like you know, yeah. so like I'll have to figure out like a research gap, and I'm going to be doing it in telecoms, like yeah, you know, yeah. but it's just trying to find where the gap is and try you know and research it and um so a bit of, a bit of to pick your brain there for your dissertation what what do you think ai means for the telecom industry uh well so uh there's actually uh, a article i read there uh it's actually just published last month on forbes okay um yeah. it was actually on about how AI is being used in the telecom industry. You know, like, it's just yeah. something that's an interesting reason, like, you know, and they're, they're on both, like, uh, the different applications. So, like, one of them was um, virtual assistants and chatbots. Do you know, so, like, you know, live chat, and they have, like, canned responses. Uh, I, th I think it was Vodafone that said, like, that they found a 68% increase in customer satisfaction from using these virtual uh, AI bots like you know assistance like you know um like some other applications would be like uh fraud detection you know so oh, like if yeah. if if you had abnormalities in your telecom infrastructure like it, you know like you can set a rules that this should be normal behavior yeah. if anything oh this threshold you see like you can alert it saying or stop it you know that's pretty good security uh, now in fairness yeah, like yeah yeah it's able to pinpoint like it's, it's almost like um you know we're on about last week there with uh patrick you're on about the monitor and stuff like that like, yeah do you know there's actually another thing called you know there you know you can do predictive maintenance yeah and like when i was working in the manufacturing you know with apple like we had this thing called uh preventive maintenance Okay. Okay. So, like, what preventive maintenance was is like we had machinery, machines in our machinery inside the manufacturing process, where we had to make sure all the hardware, all the software is up to date. So we, we had just every month we'll check all these. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, every week we'll check these list of things that that could be wrong, like you know, and yeah. every and quarter. Oh, every quarter. And, and then yeah. every year, like oh, you know, okay. so like, um. But the thing with predictive um, maintenance is that why can't we have like an AI bot that just like is in there checking all of our systems calibration and all that like and just tells us when they feel like something's going down so we can just narrow it down to one area, fix that and then we can monitor all our systems like, you know, so we're yeah. we're predicting that something may go down. You know, I mind. So you say, yeah. You so, know, but there's a high probability that it could go down here. So this is your best time to fix it. Do you know, like, or to just prevent it from going down. Like, you know, because like, you know, we want things going, you know, being, we want no downtime, really. Like, yeah. You You're know, being like, proactive about it. Pro basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like know? what Spearline does. So <laughs> well, like Spearline's yeah, monitoring, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. you know, so if we had something that like, you know, can predict, yeah. do you know, like when something is more likely going to go down. Like, that's, that's, you know, that's powerful. So going from that, <laughs> do, you reckon, <laughs> do you reckon AI... Well, we could be here all day. Yeah, we could be. <laughs> but going from that, could, do you reckon AI could be beneficial for Spearline down the road? Oh, of course. Like, yeah. um... But what, 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 one question that I'd say people would be asking is that we already have automated testing. 
and that seems to run smoothly with everyone and everyone loves it but yeah. people do like knowing it's human verified first oh so, yeah uh, yeah like uh, the whole thing with AI like do you know is like it's trying to replicate what a human would do but like it's a repetitive automated process like to, has that get rid of the human error but people feel comfortable do you know, yeah. it's just maybe it's the time we were in like do you know but like People feel comfortable knowing that their lines are being manually verified by people here, like you know, yeah. and we'll n- we'll never get rid of that, like you yeah, know, it'll always but be human verified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like uh, that's that's why people like it so much. It's just like, Joe, sound like a machine. You're like, in good you know, hands. Like, yeah, you're in good human hands. hands. <laughs> and it's just like because you know, uh, but if we had like tools that will help them, mm-hmm. you know, like. In their jobs, like you know, I I think that's beneficial. Like as I said, Alexa is a home assistant. Yeah. Like, uh, why can't we have a a work assistant? Do you know, like yeah. you know, like it's, I think it's be beneficial. Like, and be the next step, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, like Brian, I'm I'm delighted to have you on here. Um, you're very very interesting. <laughs> like it's covering the AI, like uh, it's yeah. so vast. It's it yeah. just sounds like such an interesting course. So thank you so much for giving a bit of an insight into it and yeah, uh, yeah. talking about your role here in the company as well. So okay, cheers for that. Thank you. Well, okay, so it was a pretty interesting, different kind of episode, wasn't it? Really okay. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, 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 amazing stuff. Uh, I'm glad that Brian was on about that. If AI is being developed, where its whole purpose is just to help rather yeah. than to overtake jobs or whatever yeah, like yeah, you know yeah, definitely. and like I always I always associated with like science fiction and mm. movies and stuff that like that were developing that close like Brian on about the summers and yeah. I, I know we're reaching a winter now for AI but like the fact that like it, it's being developed that quickly yeah. and, and like so many new ideas are being sprung out in, yeah, it's, it's mad. been going on for so long yeah yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of which I've got another fun fact for you about AI excellent yeah yeah did you know that artificial intelligence actually goes back a long, long way? Okay. Yeah. Um, it was first adopted by a computer scientist, John McCarthy, in 1956. Whoa. Yeah. It dates uh, back that far. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the famous Turing test mm. was first published in 1950. Yeah. And the test stated if a machine could carry on a conversation over a teleprinter or something. Yeah. That was indistinguishable from a conversation with a human being. Then it was reasonable to say that the machine was thinking. Oh, okay. yeah. So, I always associate AI with just like the modern age kind of yeah, thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like earliest getting back maybe in the nineteen eighties, but like going yeah. back to the fifties. Like these were guys were really advanced in the way they were thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But artificial beings appear as far back as Greek mythology. No way. Yeah, that far back. Um, so there's these golden robots, Hephaestus. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say you are. Anyway. Yeah, and Pygmalion's Galatea. Okay. So, yeah, AI's been with us since... Since the Greeks? Yeah, the Greeks. Wow. A very, very long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah? I've, I've a good one as well, Josh. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Now, pretty much every piece of uh, technology that we have supports Bluetooth. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. do you know where it comes from? Bluetooth. No, I, I actually don't know. Yeah, so the term Bluetooth comes from a Nordic king. So really? it's um, about the Danish and Norwegian king of the 10th century, Harald Blatant. I hope oh, I'm okay. pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very odd names coming out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was wrongly translated into English as Harald Bluetooth. Oh, okay. Yeah, so an anglicized version of 
the Scandinavian blatant, blatan. I think that's right. <laughs> old Old Norse, uh, and um, he was a 10th century king who united dissonant Danish tribes into a single kingdom. So that's how it kind of ties in with um, Bluetooth, where right, Bluetooth yeah. unites communication tools. Uh-huh. So the idea of this name was proposed in 1997 by Jim Kardak of Intel. And he was the one who developed a system that would allow mobile phones to communicate with computers. Um, and he was reading about Vikings and the king at that time. Oh, okay. So that's where it came from. The more I think about it, actually, the Bluetooth logo, yeah. it kind of looks like runes. It like, does. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I just kind of put it as the runes from Lord of the Rings and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which would be uh, similar to Viking yeah, ones as exactly, well. Exactly. So, yeah, they're yeah, inspired. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, um, exactly. But yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah, so Greeks and, Greeks and Vikings are shaping us to this day. So. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who would have known? Yeah. Well, that was another insightful episode. Another massive thanks to Brian Mullins for coming onto the show and talking about AI. Stay tuned for more fun facts with me and Case coming to each episode. Be sure to also tune into the show on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout, and more. As always, give a like, a share, and subscribe to get notified on the next episode of the Spearline Podcast. Spearline proactively monitors phone numbers for audio quality and connectivity globally. Our platform enables enterprises and telecommunication service providers to test connectivity and quality on global telecoms networks, testing automatically at volume. If you would like to find out more about how Spearline can help you, please contact us at spearline.com. And for more insights and in-depth interviews like these, you can subscribe to the Spearline Podcast channel and don't forget to check out Spearline.com where you can find all of our latest articles, white papers and much more. Till next time, and thank you for listening to The Spearline Podcast. Podcast.